Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm your host, Sean Duffy, along with my co-host for the podcast, but also my partner in life, Rachel Campos Duffy. Thank you, Sean. I'm so excited to be back here at our kitchen table for this podcast. And today we have another really special guest, someone we've gotten to know and really admire. Um, He's going to join us here at the kitchen table in a minute. But I just want to give you just a little background on him. He is the CEO of Goya Foods, which, by the way, is headquartered right here in New Jersey. It is the largest Hispanic owned food company in the U.S. And you can find their products. Anywhere you go, especially in Europe and South America. I grew up on Goya. Um, you got to know Goya. I did through you and Bob. Yeah, I did. I did. Now he's a Goya fan. Um, by, the way, by the way, I ate Goya, but never knew I was eating. Yeah, right. That's actually true. You were eating Goya Hispanic food, but you didn't know it was Goya and you loved it. Um, we're going to have Bob join us today, Sean, because a lot of people are talking about inflation. Um, They're talking about the war in Ukraine. And it seems like also that there's less and less food on the shelves at your grocery store. Um, It's a huge problem. I think it's going to become a bigger problem. I interviewed Bob on Fox and Friends not long ago, and I want to bring him back onto the podcast to give us a little more insight into the food industry, inflation and supply chain issues and how this could affect us. So let's bring in Bob. Bob, welcome to the kitchen table. Hi, Sean and Rachel. Good morning. How are you doing? Really good. I have to say that I went to bed last night listening to uh, Rachel and and, uh, Shannon and uh, Rachel uh, reading uh, Mothers and Daughters of the Bible. Oh, on the special Uh, last night. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, I'm so glad. Good. uh, These are things that move us closer to God and, you know, awareness, uh, knowledge of the Bible and, and our faith. You know, because God created humanity, but humanity has created every way to destroy itself from Mm. Cain and Abel to the smartest people in the world inventing nuclear, biological, chemical arms to to kill each other. And we're escalating every day. Uh, Instead of moving closer to God, the only thing that will defeat evil is love. And the only thing that will defeat hate is love. And it's really... um, you know, I made a recent journey to uh, the border in, in Ukraine, and it was truly uh, a spiritual journey uh, led by the Holy Spirit, I have to say. And 
everywhere along the, the way, we ended up in Krakow, where the Sisters of Our Lady of Mercy are, and where St. Faustina lived and died at 33, the age of Christ. When uh, And what she did of tuberculosis, and what she did was she cared for women. Uh, and I asked Sister Teresa, who was the current um, head of the order there in Krakow, the ages of the women, and she said, well, 20s and 30s, it used to be now down to 12. And every day we're getting... You're talking about human sex trafficking, correct? Sex trafficking, uh, you know, and, and what has been unleashed. And because we don't value, first of all, we don't value things because we're not working. And then we don't value life. There's been, you know, 70 million abortions since Roe Ro Wade, and I think a billion six in the world. And so we don't value life and we're getting younger and younger, the abuse. When we pulled out of Afghanistan, when we pulled out of Afghanistan, instead of the women and children first, it was the women and children last. And what That's did so really true. I, I noted that, Bob. I saw that on the planes. I was like, why are these planes leaving Afghanistan full of young men? Where are the women and children who have always been the center of so much abuse in that culture? Yes, and what they're doing, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis last week had a, a law he put out supporting fatherhood. And, you know, Sean, you know, you you, you and Rachel you, with nine children, incredible father and mother. And, and we, we've diminished fatherhood, motherhood, the family, the child. And what they're doing in Ukraine is if you're 18 to 65, you you, you have to stay and fight no matter what. And so we're exiling all these women and children. And hopefully, you know, we've in this mercy hut of the of the uh, Knights of Columbus and Rebene near the border. They had a beautiful tent set up with medical food, a chapel, a play area for the kids, a changing area for the kids. And the women arriving there fell into loving hands. But how many women and so far is thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands of women and children that are falling into abusive hands because it's 250 million you talk about a business it's a 250 billion dollar business is trafficking human trafficking 70 percent women 25 percent children and it's getting younger and younger into the single digits and it's it's terrible and and this is what is happening in our age you know while i was over there we were led uh it was the novena toward consecrating the uh, the people of Ukraine and Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. On the 25th of March, which was a culmination of this uh, consecration, it was the Feast of the Annunciation where they announced to Mary that she would carry the, the, the Son of God. And, and this is what it is about. You know, we went over there with a, a, a picture of Our Lady of Guadalupe, St. Saint, Saint Faustina, Mother Teresa, and it's all about motherhood and protecting the child, valuing life. You know, we're, we're moving away from motherhood, fatherhood, the family. We're going into this question of, of gender. No, this is Robert, life. Robert, is I think that's the, it's a really good point because what when we talk about sex trafficking, you talked about Ron DeSantis's bill, which we did. A, we did a podcast last week with Jack Brewer on that very issue on fatherhood. on fatherhood. That's right. And it's so often this comes down to good men who are willing to stand up and be fathers 
whether they're in Florida or anywhere else in the United States, but also around the world. And it's going to be good men who stand up against the evil. Protect. Of sex trafficking yeah. and, and protect their girls, protect their wives, protect their their community. And it's, it's troubling that we have diminished the role of men in this culture and of fathers specifically. But also even, you know, what we want to talk about too is even food security we talk about you know it's usually men are out there providing trying to go how how am i going to take care of my family and it's a role for two you know two couples rachel and i both think about that we both are engaged in supporting our family and thinking through the sustenance of our family but oftentimes it falls it falls back on men and again the, the sex trafficking concerns me the food insecurity concerns me and you're right there's so many things that are happening right now bob that are so troubling to the heart. Bob, you mentioned on the show, you know, the work that Goya is doing with sex trafficking. I do want to get to that, but I first want to talk what, to, to what Sean was talking about with food insecurity. You're someone in the know about what is going on um, with the food supply in the country and how Ukraine and Russia, this conflict is actually impacting um, food supply. Talk to us a little bit about that and what you see coming this summer, for example, in people's grocery stores? Well, you know, with food, thank you, Rachel. With food, we go through cycles. You know, you have uh, ups and down in production. In 08, we had, 2008, we had a very, uh, we had a tripling of the price of commodities. There was a shortage of wheat around the globe. I, I, I think Australia had a short crop. In the United States, we were started planting corn for ethanol, which is the most inefficient way to make uh, alcohol because, totally. you know, you use it from sugar cane in Brazil. Uh, it's, it's a much more higher content of sugar, which converts to alcohol and all this. So we started put, planting everything corn and things like rice and, and soybeans and, and other commodities, beans started to, they tripled, you know, then they, they came back down to double. And they really haven't moved from that spot. And then, you know, we, we fast forward to here. So the balance of food in the world is, is very is, is very tight. You know, Russia is the number one world uh, supplier of wheat, producer of wheat. And, and uh, Ukraine is five. So together, they're like 30, 26 to 30 percent of the wheat production. Uh, they're like 20 percent of, of corn. They're... Uh, 50% of the world's uh, production of fertilizer, potash. They, they have sand for fracking, sand for glass. Two and a half million acres of sunflower. So sunflower for oil. And, and their ports have been blocked up. They, they can't export. So when you put, you know, 30% wheat, you know, 20% corn uh, in jeopardy, then you know, it affects, the, and it's going to affect more the African countries and, and the countries in the region than ourselves. We're big producers of wheat, so, so is Canada. But uh, when this balance gets interrupted like this, it, it's, uh, it's terrible. But one of the biggest things that affected us, and, and it goes back to 2020, you know, it's shutting down. There's no way we should have ever locked ourselves in. You know, I heard the other day that our life expectancy has been depleted by two years by this lockdown. People become depressed, uh, suicidal, and, and we take away our purpose 
to get up every day. You know, we need a purpose to get up every day. God, family, work, school. You take that away and, and you take you take your spirit away. I know people who have retired and uh, and have passed away. I'm 68. I'm not. Yes. My grandfather passed away. He founded the company. Uh, he, he would work to the last day. We'll have more of this conversation after this. Since the 1970s, working class Americans and U.S. investors who saved wealth in dollars have seen the dollar lose over 80% of its purchasing power. In contrast, investors who diversified their cash into gold saw gold appreciate over 5,000%. For Americans who invested $50,000 in gold when America left the gold standard in the 70s, their gold is worth more than $2.5 million today. While gold carries no guarantees and past performance does not equal future results, investors who do their own research will see that gold's performance over this time span is what gold has consistently done in the face of eroding paper currencies. For over 15 years, St. Joseph Partners has built its business with a singular focus on helping investors diversify their wealth and protect their families in physical gold and silver you hold in your hand. Don't let your hard-earned savings go unhedged. Call St. Joseph Partners or go to our joint website, kitchengold.net, not .com. That is kitchengold.net and protect your wealth. Bob, I, I tell so many men that I meet that are about to retire, never retire you, if because men men specifically when they retire and golf and clean the garage they die in a couple of years we, we have to be productive human beings you can be retired i would like you to clean our garage right. <laughs> I, no, no. I could extend your life if you would just do <laughs> our garage you know it's true it, no that is true but goya remained open you guys were open the whole time weren't you you know we i talked to our people i'm i'm you know, I've been working since I was 10 years old, uh, you know, on and off. Christmas was my first time in 1964. And uh, I worked a 40-hour week. And, you know, working there on the line, you know, as these, I was scraping excess uh, product off a bottle so that the cap would go on. And I was there, I thought I was there for like an hour and a half, and I was there for three minutes. It's, you know, when you're a child, <laughs> you're young, your day goes by so slow. So now you take all these kids right. and these people and you, and you keep them keep them home. But Goya, I went around to the people and I said, look, we, we, we need to keep working. And they said, if we don't do it, who will? And we we had, I kind of saw a food shortage coming. We had three months of inventory, which if you talk to the financial people, that's way too much. You got to go just in time because inventory costs money. But no, we, we, we had three months of inventory. And when COVID hit, it blew out in three de- uh, three weeks, and wow. and so and then we started working around the clock, and we were practically one of the only businesses uh, open. You know, the, the essential why because we're an essential business, but all business is essential, and they closed down the restaurant industry, which quite honestly uh, helped us, but I d- doesn't give me a warm fuzzy feeling because you're putting 16 million people out of work. And so all businesses, and then you take all these people who can't work from home, you know, you can't cook a meal, uh, well, for, for in a restaurant, you can't load a truck, you can't produce a product virtually. And so, yeah, it was fine for all the people with, from, with Apple or all the technology, uh, technological companies, the media open, but, you know, we they, had to they, work. They, they could... 
they could work from home. Your, your guys can't work from home, right? You got to be in the shop producing. Yeah. We can't do it virtually. We have to be here. And so very courageous. And, and since we were uh, working and we were the only people on the block, I mean, we had people uh, come and give us everything you got. And, you know, we, we divvied out as much as we can. And, and, and I thought that, Hey, we're, we're working. We're blessed. The fact that we're working, let's, let's give some, this, uh, the food banks are empty. Let's give, we need to give as we always do. I mean, but we, we offered two million uh, pounds to the president of the United States, Donald Trump. Uh, we were hoping he came to Texas. He, we went to D.C. He named me a commissioner on the Hispanic White House uh, Commission on Hispanic Prosperity. That year, we instead of two million, we went to four and a half million pounds. And it's something I, I'm thinking of doing this year, which we continue giving. But we, I am buying up everything I, I can. Cans went up 64%, glass about the same. It, freight from Asia, we bring in coconut water from Asia. It went from $1,800 to $18,000 a, a container, tenfold. And this is a, the big thing that killed us and inflation, the very big thing that killed us was, uh, was fuel, oil. Cutting out the, the development of the, the Keystone Pipeline and going from energy independent to energy dependent, where now all of a sudden we're buying, we wanna buy from Russia or we cut that off from Venezuela, from Iran, from other people. We have to put oil in a ship that we don't need and pay exorbitant amounts of money to transport that because transportation is one of the biggest component in the cost of things. Talk about inflation, it's transportation. And so the, the pipeline, if you have a pipeline, it's free. The transportation is free. Your ship doesn't run aground. Your truck doesn't uh, turn over. You don't have a spill. It's in the pipe. And so it's safer. So you're much safer. And the cost, the biggest component of a product today is transportation. So, Bob, on that front, you, you talked about fathers, right? And Rachel always mocks me. Uh, she said this number a number of times during, I think she, when we had lunch together, she mocked me for this as well. I did some prepping for Y2K because I feel like I had the to- zombie apocalypse I had to make sure coming. that my family was prepared if something happened, right? And nothing happened at Y2K. But I think in, in this moment, to, to help families- look forward, whether it's in, in June or August or October of this year, and you see when these crops from, from Ukraine and or Russia are supposed to come onto the market, and they don't because when they weren't planted or they weren't harvested or they, or they can't be shipped out, it's a global supply. Um, there's, there's competition for all these goods in the, in the world. What does that look like for, um, for food in America? And what, should, what, what advice do you have to our listeners? For a guy who deals with food every single day, how should they be pre preparing and planning for what's to come? That's a great question. And, you know, the food supply, we need to, we can't panic. The number one thing is, you know, it's 365 days in the Bible. Be not afraid. When they announced to Mary, it's be not afraid. And if we panic, so, you know, the just-in-time inventory doesn't work. You have to plan ahead in these days to have enough products. And that's that's what we're doing. We're planning ahead. 
we're not keeping uh, three days of inventory. We're, t- we're keeping as much as six months. And that costs money, but, you know, we, we have to have it. One of the biggest, the greatest uh, proteins there are, uh, food, well, you have the sweet potato, but you also have the bean, which has protein, fiber, antioxidants, phytonutrients. You combine it with rice, you get a complete protein. And it's economical. One of the, uh, almost every, you know, the United States is the second largest Latino country in the world. And almost every Latino country has a rice and bean variation. And so it is really a meal in, in, in this, in rice and beans with all the proteins and fibers, et cetera. Uh, years ago, we did something with the Obama administration called, which is also the United States Department of Agriculture called My Plate. And it takes the pyramid of, of food and it puts it into a portion control. And so, and one of the reasons that as a country, we are uh, vulnerable is, is that of all the abundance. You know, we're more diabetic, we're more obese than any other country. Before I got COVID in May of 2020, and I'm still good, by the way, and I'm not vaccinated. Um, we, aren't, we aren't vaccinated either. And, and, and I'm good, you know, but what I did is I lost 50 pounds before not, not knowing I was just working hard and COVID hit me and I was good. I kept moving. You got to keep moving in this the government, thing. by the way, Bob, never told people to lose weight. And they knew that summer that weight, um, you know, there were other comorbidities, uh, diabetes and, and, and old age. But weight was a factor and they never did anything about it. And they, they used to spend billions of dollars on on, you know, obesity programs in the government. This would have been this could have scared the hell out of people into losing weight, which would have been great. Well, I was 66. Uh, I, I was diabetic. I sleep apnea, obese, and I lost 50 pounds. And all those uh, blood pressure, diet, uh, blood sugar, all that just pretty much disappeared. And I kept moving. And, and I think um, that kept me uh, kept me alive. I had I was fatigued for a couple of months. And, and uh, but it, you got to keep moving. And the, the thing is, we can't panic. We can't um, if we start uh, loading up on toilet paper and that again, which I fear is going to start happening. I fear that we're going to have panic. That's that's a. <laughs> I shouldn't be afraid in, in, in what in July. You mean in July? It'll be good for you. Right. But people will be buying Goya. But in, in July, in August, you think people might get panicked? I think we're coming up this summer to as as the reality, like Sean was saying, you know, the, the, a lot of the fighting is in the southeast part of Ukraine, where, where all these crops are being uh, should be planted. They've hit the irrigation system. Hey, they've taken the women millions of women and children and put them into isolation. You know, the, the it, it takes work to, to plant the fields and it's not going to happen. And that's a serious blow to the world's yeah. production of corn, of, of wheat, of uh, oil, sunflower and honey and other a myriad of other products and minerals. So I, I know you don't want panic, Bob, but but should I mean, with inflation rising and 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 these kinds of things happening, should families who are trying, I mean, everyday families who are just trying to make it, should they stock up on some basics, the things you're talking about, you know, beans and rice and. Should I get a 50 pound bag of rice and a 50 pound bag just of Just let's be really honest about it. <laughs> no, honestly. I mean, should we? I, I think 
we need to tighten our belts. You know, you know, in the United States, let's say in the United States, different from other countries where they don't have this abundance. We have this abundance, abundance and quite honestly, a little bit of gluttony, right? We're excess in everything. We're the biggest consumers of sex trafficking. We're the biggest consumers of drugs. We're the biggest consumers of food. So I'd say we need to reduce, tighten our belts, you know, and and this is a wake-up call. This is a wake-up call. You know, back in the in the past election, I was talking to someone about the future, and they said, you know, God spoke to them and said the U.S. has to suffer more before we kind of kind of hit bottom like a drug addict or an alcoholic that, hey, we got to wake up to get through this this year. Yeah, maybe we'll get through and, you know, there'll be there's going to be famine in other parts of the world, most likely. But in the U.S., we need to move closer to God and stop the tremendous consumption of this. We can thin down. We can and eat healthy. You know, I recommend Goya beans, but I'm, this, I'm teasing. That's not a, <laughs> this, uh, uh, an advertiser. They are good. We need to cut down in general on consumption, and 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 be and move closer to God. The only thing that's going to defeat hate and evil is love. And we got to love our neighbors. We can't, uh, you know, we're abusing and we're exploiting the child in the womb and out of the womb, and they're getting younger and younger. And, and we are, you know, Sister St. Mother Teresa said to us years ago that we are the most economically powerful country in the world, but we're, we're bankrupt at, uh, morally. We're morally bankrupt. Well, she and, also said she never saw more loneliness than in the United States of America. Families who, you know, live together but are alienated from one another, um, you know, and, and then that was all before. She said that all before social media came on board. We'll have more of this conversation after this. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. I think your message on all these fronts is is great. I think that America needs to prepare for maybe leaner times. I think you're right that we are a gluttonous country, a country that overconsumes, and we've lost that sense of resourcefulness, that sense of of saving for rainy days that we used to have, say that World War II generation had, um, of of knowing how to live with less when the time is it, it, it requires that. I think you're you're right about that. And, and I think that there are a lot of vices in this country from from food to drugs to, to all the things you mentioned. 
one of the things that Sean and I really admire about you is, you know, you have a very successful company, a tremendously successful company. You're a rich man. Let's be quite frank. And you don't have to sit and worry about so many of these things the way you do. And you've taken on an issue that is really the shame of the world, which is sex trafficking, specifically child sex trafficking. And you've lent your your time, your resources to helping to eradicate this scourge on the world. I want to give you a little bit of time here before we have to go to talk about what Goya is doing to address this horrible issue. Well, you know, uh, we've been, I ran into a friend of mine, Eduardo Barastegui, who did this movie Bella years ago. The very uh, handsome Mexican actor. I'm going to really emphasize handsome. If you haven't look, you guys can Google, Google him. He's a very attractive, awesome actor. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah. And, and actually when I was at the white house with the president and Eduardo was sitting next to me and the president came into the room. The first thing he said, he goes, that's, he looked over in our direction and said, that is the best looking guy in the, in the <laughs> world. It's better looking than Clark Gable. And of course I blushed, but, uh, <laughs> Good but, <mind. laughs> no, but he, he's a great, he does the rosary every day. He has thousands of, of followers. He does, he's very religious man. And uh, he did this story on Tim Ballard who goes in and rescues uh, children. And uh, he was a border agent, and he goes in and and rescues children. It's called the Sound of Freedom. We're hoping to uh, to get that out, but it brought to awareness. You've been helping. You've been helping with that movie, Bob. Yeah, is that yes, correct? And, uh, but it gave us awareness as to the, what's happening. I mean, we, we're not aware that th- this is happening in our own in our schools. You know, the six steps of of uh, trafficking is grooming, intoxication, alienation, isolation, desensitizing, and then capitalizing. But at the end of the day, it's all about capitalizing. And there is no limit to the evil, the exploitation of these children. It's gotten worse with the open border. So, yeah, yeah, it's and, you know, they're selling children for food. They're they're body parts. Who knows? Blood. Uh, It's, you know, the awareness. People aren't aware of this. Or we're desensitized ourselves to you look at the images of war where life has no value and we need to bring attention, you know, to to this. And that's what we did. We, we started, first of all, uh, supporting uh, organizations and people that help these children. But let me tell you, it's it's. It, it, it's a grain of sand. It's it's not enough. It's a drop in the ocean of water, and we cannot keep up with it. But we want to do what we want to do is, and we've created videos, is to create awareness to go into the schools with us, so people are aware. And sometimes in in your own families, I mean, we have a gentleman that works for us, and his wife, his daughter, uh, went off to college, got uh, drugged, and uh, and eventually passed away it, it happens in you know every day to people who you would least expect it's in our homes it's across the border it's afghanistan it's ukraine where are we are moving so far away from god so we just want to bring awareness what to what mother Teresa said saint mother Teresa. we need to bring the child 
back to the center of our care and concern. And if we destroy, and, and someone else said that the, the children are future, but they're also our present. If we don't do something today, then, you know, the, the future is, is, you know, these are biblical times. We're, we're listening to you and Shannon on, on the stories of the Bible, and this is, this is biblical times, but, but God is sending us messages after messages that we need to wake up, not be awoke, but wake up to and be aware. And we, we have to, you know, in Easter, uh, Jesus dies and he is resurrected. He leaves behind the death. The only way you can leave death behind is with love because God is love. And we all need to leave that death behind because we leave this earth. And what I believe is that it's, there's an eternity and we better get our act together here. My father used to tell me, he asked my sister, what's your goal in life? I'm one of six kids. And she said, I want to be a nurse. And uh, no, what's your goal in life? She said, I want to be a nurse. And she became a nurse, but he said, no, your goal in life is salvation. He died very young, but and my mom also, but they left us with this legacy of faith that we need. Our goal in life is salvation. You know, and Bob, I have a similar I have a similar thing that I say to my kids. I say my when 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 they, you know, come to me about something else, say, listen, that's not my job. My job isn't to get you into Harvard. My job is to get you into heaven. And that should be all of our goal. And I want to say, I again, Sean and I are just really honored to know you, really impressed with how you use your time and your resources to help so many other people um, and and truly the most vulnerable, those who are caught in sex trafficking, people who are hungry. Again, the generosity of your company um, to food banks around the world um, is 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 astounding. And 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 you deserve credit for that. And, and I and I know you're a humble man. You don't like to. To, to, to brag about that, but it, it should not go unnoticed that you are definitely working on getting to heaven in that way. <laughs> you know, Bob, I look, I look at basics, right? Basics of, of food, of people's faith, um, and their security. And those three things are all things that you work on and, and put a priority on and push out there, which I think is so important because if you don't have those three things, um, and especially the faith, um, you're in, you're in trouble. And so again, I look at a, a guy who could use his talents and resources in a lot of different ways. Um, you use your talents to actually help the world, help people, um, on the basics, bring them closer to God. You put food in their bellies and make sure that our children are safe. And, um, you are, you are a gem to Goya, but a gem to America. And now Sean's going to go buy his rice and his beans and Darn prepare. Right, Bob, Bob, I'm buying rice and beans. <laughs> And Goya is going to benefit, but I, listen, I'm getting rice and beans, Bob, because you know what? It's my job to take care of my family. And you know what? Some rice and beans in the house. We'll use them. That's right. So um, just like a little extra toilet paper doesn't hurt. So <laughs> listen, Bob, Bob um, I want to thank you for joining us at the, at the kitchen table. And um, I know we're doing this over uh, over the airwaves. Hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do this actually at our kitchen table at some point in the future. Um, when we could both be together and, be and, and share that and, and expand upon this conversation. So I, I appreciate you joining us and taking the time out of your busy day. So thank you so much. And it's not about me. It's, you know, I'm part of the, what we call La Gran Familia Goya, the great Goya family. And it's, it's that because we are a family. We could not have done this. This is our food is a gift from every single person at Goya and our caring also. And, 
you know, we went with the team over to Ukraine. So it's all about this great uh, family. And we are part of uh, the family of the United States and the family of the world. And we have to treat each other like brothers and sisters and, and love each other and move closer to God. It's the only way. Yeah. Well, you 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 live and embody that. By the way, when Bob went to Ukraine, he brought Goya food and he brought rosaries. He's uh, talking about, you know, physical sustenance, but also spiritual sustenance. You're always on message with that, uh, Bob. So great to talk to you um, and such an honor to be your friend. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. I'm blessed with you both. All right. So that was Bob. You know, wait, just so great having him, the CEO of Goya Foods. Um, and um, I think we learned a lot. We did. I, I mean, there, there, he works on a lot of issues and I'm so grateful for that. And he's so passionate, which I love. I do. Um, I love his passion. But too. I, I also think, you know, when he talks about what what is to come, you know, in the summer months and when we talked to him, we had a lunch with him a few weeks ago and he was like, I think, you know, in August time, you're going to start to see a run on food is the, 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 the flow doesn't come out of eastern europe and so we should be prepared for that and yeah you tell he's a little bit reserved he doesn't want everyone to go out and 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 do a run on food right now i mean i i could see like he was he's trying to be very sensible about this but it doesn't hurt as a family um to just you know be be a little prepared maybe if you if you buy 10 cans of beans you know a month maybe you want to buy 15 or 20. well you don't you don't want to get caught in the in the great you know, 2020 toilet paper run, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was, and the, the Clorox, remember the Clorox wipes were, yeah. there was a run and, on and, that too. And so to make sure you have enough in your house to- and You're to, buying stuff to, you're going to use anyway, right? Yeah, yeah to, to, to sustain yourself is is not a bad thing, especially in these trying times. And so- Or start um, a garden, you know, plant your own family garden if you have the ability to do that. There's nothing- I've been trying to plant a garden for 30 years and I just, you, I, I you, never you, get a property that has the- Well, like, you actually had a great garden and let's be honest, and tell everybody what happened to your garden. What happened to my garden? It was wonderful. And then you ran for Congress and you oh, couldn't, yeah. you couldn't, I couldn't not, tend, I couldn't tend had, that garden. You couldn't tend your garden. <laughs> but I love it. And, you're, and you married a wife who does not have a green thumb. It is, it is the most relaxing thing. He I come home from work and I'd love to go check my, my cucumbers, uh, my, my cucumbers tomatoes. and my tomatoes. That's right. It was, it was really rewarding. I, I loved doing it. Did you notice how Bob talked a little bit about just, being more resourceful. I mean, there was a time people had their victory gardens. That's and right. They learned, they knew how to can and they knew how to do things. And again, this isn't about going and making a run at, at Costco and buying everything up. It's not about that. It's about buying things you actually know you're going to use, being prepared, but also, as he said, tightening our belts a little bit, not just in terms of diet, but he was saying, you know, think ahead because we don't know where this economy you've been talking sean you you believe there's going to be a recession i do well i first I, I there's the preppers out there and you see those ads about the preppers and buy the the food packets that can last for a fifth year i'm not saying that but right. i think, you don't to, think you're gonna be a bomb but, shelter but, but to have an, an, enough food if there is a run that can get you by for a couple of weeks because so often we're going you know five days by five days three days a week's grocery shopping, maybe you have a couple extra weeks of groceries to sustain your family, which yeah. is important. Yeah. And I, I believe food, uh, that meat prices are going up. And so when you were at Costco the other day, I said, why don't you just buy a little extra? And we have a, we have a big freezer in the basement that we don't really, you know, put much in because like I said, we were probably like kind yeah. of weekly grocery shoppers. 
So I said, if you find something on sale, find something that's a good price, buy some extra, and you did, and you did a good job. And we'll use it, and and yeah, we're a big family. We'll use it. Yeah. So I think that's important. I do. Th I do think um, we're going to have issues with inflation. This is going to continue to burn. Uh, when Democrats say it's going to be transitory or short term, I think this is going to be with us for some time. Uh, I don't think people in government, uh, in the Fed, and uh, at Treasury and in the administration understand the problem of inflation when they say it's it's Putin, it's everyone else's or fault. It was but transitory. The policy is the problem, and it's and when they, if we don't understand what the problem is coming from, you can't fix the problem. So again, I think this burns for a little while longer. You know, obviously, if we can fix food supplies, if we can, and and, and the whole supply chain, if we, you know, get you know Ukraine and Russia settled, oil prices can come down as well. Those things will help, but I do think we're going to have a longer run of inflation, higher than the 2% that we've seen over the course of the last 12 years. Yeah, and I think in the third world, they're already feeling the pain. I mean, there's famine yeah. in Afghanistan right now. There's already famine um, in spots of, of Africa. And he just said he expects it to get worse for those countries that aren't their own producers of, of wheat and, and corn and, and these basic grains that we use. So, um, one last point before yeah, we, and I hope we, we pray for those people. I, it's always africa and some of these third world countries that get hurt the heart the worst. He, he mentioned the idea of um ethanol and joe biden is trying to push more ethanol so he, again he's looked at all the wrong places he looked he's not now said we're not going to why, why is he pushing ethanol so he, he we, we we're not going to get oil from russia so he's looked to iran horrible country um venezuela. venezuela um communist country horrible place um or government not the people and so instead of opening up American energy of oil and, and gas and pipelines, he said, let's use more ethanol. So he's expanded the use of ethanol in a gallon of gas, which means we're instead of, as, as Bob says, we have a food shortage on the horizon. Joe Biden's like, let's take more of the food supply and not feed our animals corn, which comes in the form of hamburger and, and meat. Um, or, you know, into, you know, our, our, our products with corn, he's going to actually burn it as gasoline, which how, is so How is this stupid. not a bigger issue, Sean? I mean, it's because, because the crisis hasn't hit. When you have a food crisis that comes in the summer, there'll be a look back to the policy of expanding ethanol in America <sighs> and Joe Biden and Democrats will again be holding the bag of policy that they got wrong. And again, it can, all of these bad decisions are being made because he's so opposed to American energy, which makes absolutely no sense. It's this whole strategy is bad for America. Um, and again, I, I, I come from a place in Wisconsin, my old district. They loved ethanol. We had ethanol producers. They wanted to have you know greater sales for corn and ethanol provided that to them. I get that. There but this subsidies is, for that. But this is a time where you want corn um, to go to people's bellies not into your gas can let, let you know let the the drillers and the pipeline the makers go get go go deal with that and let the, the the farmers actually feed people not put it in our gas tank so again an, another failure on the uh, of the Biden administration well wow. it's very interesting conversation again no one knows the food supply globally better than um, the CEO of Goya who sells food globally and as he said was was already you know he's expanded his um inventory because he expects some scarcity to happen in the near future um great conversation always good talking with you around the kitchen table you Sean. too we'll have to do this well we'll just do it tomorrow without everybody right <laughs> we do it every day anyway <laughs> but again next week with all of you all right so we enjoyed the conversation if you did too let us know subscribe rate review this podcast at foxnewspodcast.com 
or wherever you download podcasts. Again, we hope to see you around the kitchen table next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.